Welcome back to Diamonds Girlcast. How are we this morning? Oh, so good. I have already gone through a couple digestive biscuits. I feel like a digestive is a breakfast food. Comments, Bridget? Well, I mean, in my <laughs> humble opinion, any food is a breakfast food. So <laughs> any food I- you eat in the morning is a breakfast food. <laughs> exactly. I'm I'm one of those people, like I would definitely eat cold Chinese food cold pizza for breakfast cold pizza for breakfast is a revelation oh so good i actually think i'll be really honest say pizza day two i think it's better than day one totally agree with you i think and i have a theory it's because when a pizza isn't hot the sauce is sweeter it's like the sugar in the sauce come out and so (laughs) you get you just get a quality sort of really yummy pizza i'm really hungry like right now it was pizza chat last time too and now it is (laughs) how have we come to this i don't know can (laughs) you guys tell that sheree is a pregnant and b i mean like i just like food so much so that's all i ever talk about i think about so um yeah do you know what other food items are available but guys eat pizza and eat it cold it's the way forward um okay so sheree what we talking about this week yeah no well it's great to have you guys back and we hope that you tuned into our first episode in this series which is all about god and who is god why god um and so we talked a little bit about our tips of how to spend time with god to invest in your relationship with god bridget um how how have you gotten on with that this week do you feel like you've been investing time with god this week or not so much you can be honest I can be honest, you're not going to judge me. Um, so do you know what? I feel like I have. Um, I sometimes find it really hard to carve out plan time because I'll plan it and then my kids get up at 6am or you know whatever it is. Anyway, so that's just what my life's like. So I really utilise, um, I guess, time that just happens every day and I try and utilise it better. So when I'm driving somewhere or that kind of thing. So I've got into the habit of going um, to the gym in the morning and I now listen to an app on my phone that reads the Bible to me and has like some thoughts around it on my way back from the gym and the app kind of thing fits the exact drive time between the gym and home and then I get home and I'm sitting in my driveway and then I can spend a little bit of time with God before I get out the car and I'm descended upon with little screaming children so there you go that's my that's how I'm doing it this week that's very good well I started yeah I started a book this week that's been on my shelf for like a million years and it's just a little you must be old Cherie (laughs) yeah well it's just a little bible study book but um I've been trying to sort of carve out bits of the day to read that and I've found it's you know once you this you know once you find an author who you find interesting and readable I would say you know uh, just go for it, like buy their whole series because not every book, Bible study book is going to hit the mark for you. You know, yeah. sometimes you start reading something and you're like, I don't understand what they're talking about. <laughs> but yeah, that's been sort of my, life. yeah, that's been a bit of my God time this week is um, trying to carve out bits of time to read that book. Check you. So yeah, um, today we're going to be moving on to a very, very important topic. I mean, I would almost say if you're only going to listen to one episode of this whole series this is the one to listen to because listen to the other ones too yeah yeah I mean the other ones also are very good (laughs) but today we're going to be talking about why Jesus and really Jesus is the he's the center of our whole faith Um, Jesus is Jesus is everything and so I won't spoil anything but we'll go on to maybe a question that'll yeah start us off today I mean so do you know what no matter what you believe most people have heard of Jesus. He is probably one of the most famous people to ever exist, if not the most famous person to exist. So, Sheree, who is the most famous person you have ever met? 
I feel like on a past, maybe on a past conversation or a past podcast episode, I said this before, but there is a, um, there was, well, he's still alive. There's an American comedian called, <laughs> guy. called Carrot Top. He was really big in the 90s in America. He has like this really ginger curly hair. Um, so he was called Carrot Top. And Amazing. once in an airport, he was like three people in front of me trying to get a bagel. Wow. And I know it was a bagel because it was like a bagel shop. That's all they sold. So What did, what did he choose? What was his bagel topping no, choice? No, he was, he was upset with the bagel shop because I think he was tr- late for his flight. And he oh, was no. trying, to, trying to get something to eat. And so my memory was that he was frustrated and that he like ran away without his bagel because he was. Oh no. So this, I mean, it's part of what made me even notice him because I didn't actually, you know. I mean, like I would find that soul destroying. I mean, I probably would go as far as saying I'd miss my flight over missing my bagel. Just saying. (laughs) That's it. I think we all felt bad for him, but anyway, carrot top, you can Google him, I suppose, if you really want to. (laughs) I've never heard of him, but cool. He's not Um, famous. That's, that's as far as it goes for me. (laughs) Okay. I just feel really sorry for the poor guy without his bagel. I mean, that would scar me for life. Like, I would, that would be imprinted in my mind. You know, I can't remember that, you know, the time the seagull stole my ice cream when I was, like, six, you know. Yeah. Anyway. Um, do you know what? The person, I feel like I'm going to pull a good one out of the bag here, you know. Um, the most famous person I think I've met is the Queen. Oh, have you properly met the Queen? Yes. Like, with a little handshake or anything? She hasn't shaken my hand, but yeah. she's, like, looked in my direction and she's like chatted to the group of people I was with like we were part so basically we were a choir singing at the opening of parliament um in Edinburgh and she opened parliament and we were singing for her oh I think that counts thanks thanks so you know what what can I say me and the queen like basically best buds um and do you know what she's got corgis and my gran used to have a corgi so that basically makes us family right Yes, many similarities. Many. Thank you, thank you. So, I mean, I reckon she also probably like a bagel too. So, um, yeah, I was thrilled to meet the Queen. She was lovely. She was wearing yellow. We might need a snack after this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually so hungry. It's unreal. Anyway, do you know what? Every single week we like to start with a good bit of the Bible. So, Cherie, I think you're reading our bit today, so go for it. Definitely. So when we're talking about why Jesus, why any of these topics, we want to be based in scripture. We really think the Bible is the key place you need to go to for some of these answers. So today we're back in the book of John. Again, if you've never read through a book of the Bible, I strongly recommend John. I think it's a, it's a cracker. <laughs> so we're in John 3. Another food reference. <laughs> John three fifteen to 18, really famous passage. It says, then whoever puts his trust in him will have life that lasts forever. That means whoever puts their trust in God will have life that lasts forever. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son. Whoever puts his trust in God's son will not be lost, but will have life that lasts forever. For God did not send his son into the world to make it guilty, to say it is guilty. He sent his son so that the world might be saved from the punishment of sin by him. Whoever puts his trust in his son is not guilty. Whoever does not put his trust in him is guilty already. It's because he does not put his trust in the name of the only son of God. So That's a lot. mm, This thick, (laughs) a lot, a lot to jump out on there. So what jumped out to you from that passage, Bridget? That's quite a, it's quite a famous passage. Maybe you've heard it in a slightly different translation before, but yeah, in there, what jumps out at you? 
So what jumps out, well, I mean, there's a lot there. Um, I think the first thing is that actually um, God gave us his son. God gave us Jesus um, way before we even thought about God. Mm. Um, you know, it says that, you know, God did not send his son into the world to say it's guilty, i.e. God sent his son to say it's not guilty. Um, and he sent his son to the world so we could be saved. Um, and I think, yeah, there's this idea that God gave up something really important because he cares for me. That's what jumps out. What about you? I think just the whole second section um, about um, sort of trust and guilt is this interesting relationship here because, um, you know, a lot of when we're talking about Jesus, we're not just talking about Jesus in sort of a theoretical logical knowledge kind of way, we really believe that Jesus is someone you need to make a decision about. Jesus Mm. is someone who you're either trusting in or not trusting in, which is a bit what our next quote is about. We thought to help us think about that, um, we wanted to share a quote from C.S. Lewis. And speaking of authors who you should, you know, just get all their books Bridget and I highly recommend C.S. Lewis for I, every single book he ever wrote. That's like an entire bookshelf. <laughs> and that every house deserves a C.S. Lewis bookshelf. It is good for your soul. And um, just for people wondering, if anyone is wondering who C.S. Lewis is, C.S. Lewis wrote a lot of books, but particularly the Chronicles of Narnia. And um, you might have heard them. Those were penned by him. So sorry, mm-hmm. Sheree, go for it. Yeah. Um, he also wrote a lot about the Christian faith books, yeah. just about, about Jesus. And so something that C.S. Lewis talks about is how a lot of us have, um, well, I say a lot of us, I think a lot of the world has this view of Jesus that he was a really good person. He was a great teacher. You know, I don't really trust in Jesus. I don't really believe in Jesus or all the crazy stuff that the Bible says he does. But of course, everyone wants to quote, you know, turn the other cheek or everyone wants to quote the parable of the good Samaritan because Jesus was such a great teacher, but CS Lewis kind of pushes back against that. And we want to push back against that too. Jesus is not nearly a good teacher. He's so much more. CS Lewis says either Jesus is the son of God or he's a madman or worse, but his being just a great teacher, he's not left that open to us. And it's, it's so true. If Bridget came to me and said, Sheree, did you know that I am godlike and uh, I am the daughter of God and I have God's power and everything that uh, I say is also what God says? I'd be looking at Bridget going, what has she had for breakfast this morning? What is pizza? I wouldn't, I wouldn't fall down at Bridget's feet and say, oh yes, I worship you, Bridget, because you are amazing and you are godlike. I would be thinking that Bridget, as C.S. Lewis said, is a bit, you know, it's a bit crazy. Something's a bit wrong there or something worse, something worse as in she's trying to get power over me or Mm. she's trying to trick me or do something evil, really. Yeah. And when we talk about Jesus being just a good teacher or just wise and, Uh, all of that. Um, Well, Jesus doesn't leave that open to us. C.S. Lewis Hmm. says, we need to make a decision about is Jesus who he says he is or was he crazy? Yeah. And the way we can do that is by working out who Jesus was. So why did C.S. Lewis say this? Because of how Jesus acted, how he lived his life. And I guess also what we read in the Bible, it kind of comes together. So it doesn't leave this option open, like Sheree said. The first thing I want to say is there's two things to Jesus. There's the humanity of Jesus, i.e. how he was a human. 
and also his divinity, which basically means how he was also God, which is the controversial thing that people are talking about. So how was Jesus human? He was human because he lived on this planet and he lived a life that you and me would live. And what I mean by that is he knows it's like to grow tired. He knew what it was like to be um, exhausted at the end of a hard working day. He was a carpenter, which meant that he was a tradesman. He knew what it was like to keep a job down. He had friends, he had family, he ate, he slept. Um, he got frustrated. Um, he even got angry. He got sad. He cried. He experienced all the kind of emotions that I experienced. He was let down by other people. He often felt lonely. Um, so Jesus was this, re- he wasn't just like this God person on earth that wasn't really human. He was human. He was limited, like you and me are limited. You know, if I don't eat during the day, what's going to happen? Going to get really hungry. Um, you know, if Jesus didn't eat, he needed to eat. So he was properly human the same way that you and me are. What about him being like God though, Cherie? Have you got any thoughts on that? So many thoughts. So we talk a lot about Jesus being God's son, and we don't want that to confuse you because in some ways that's sort of figurative language. We want to talk about Jesus as being God. Jesus is divine. And we'll talk a little bit more next week about why we say Jesus is God's son, because we do believe Jesus and God are two different persons of the Trinity. Oh, maybe I'm getting ahead of myself here. Um, But Jesus is divine. Jesus is God. And when Jesus came to earth as a human, you know, born just like we're born, died just like we die, but he um, brought God to earth. There's a word in the Bible called Emmanuel, which means God with us. Jesus is God with us. And that's what we sing at Christmas time, isn't it? Emmanuel. (laughs) Yeah, come on. So when we look at Jesus, we're looking at God. When we see what Jesus does, we're looking at what God has done. He isn't just a historic figure, not just a good teacher. He is God. And that means that he's also here with us now. This is why we pray to Jesus, right? This is why we speak to Jesus uh, personally, because by God's spirit, we're never alone. Jesus is always with us. Um, And I think, of course, throughout scripture, we see this exemplified in a lot of ways. We see the miracles that Jesus does. We see um, the things that the spirit does through Jesus in scripture. We can't go through every example right now, of course. But if you were trying to carve up scripture and take out every miraculous instance or every time that Jesus refers to himself as God's son or the power of God or the spirit of God, you're going to be left with about three pages (laughs) because this is all throughout scripture. And it's Uh, so important, isn't it? Because I think this whole... Jesus, um, I guess, shows himself to be God because of the things he did. Like the things he did would not have been possible by somebody who was just some wise guy. You can't raise people from the dead if you're a wise guy. You might know about stuff, but, you know, how he lived his life backed up who he said he was and Mm -hmm. also fitted with who God's character was. And so somebody who was a madman, somebody who was totally crazy. I mean, I think the thing is how many billions, I think it's over 200 billion people today follow Jesus. That's a lot of people to be following a madman. 2,000 years later, we've got the church, don't we? Mm. Is that based on a madman who just had some cool ideas and things to say? Um, So, yeah. You can't dismiss him. The number one thing you can't do is dismiss him. And the, you know, the number one thing that the reason that so many 
uh, millions follow Jesus today is uh, not just because of his teachings or, you know, the loaves and fishes or whatever. It's because of what happens on the cross. This is the total pinnacle of Jesus's life, um, what Jesus does on the cross. And I think Bridget's going to talk a little bit more about that because, wow, that's the center of everything Jesus is about. Yeah, and you know, it goes back to what we talked about last week in um, who's God, why God? And we heard that God created the world in love and he created it for a purpose. But I don't know about you guys, like I look out my window even, I turn my TV on, just go on my news feeds. Like the world doesn't often look like it's made of love, does it? Like there's so much stuff going on that's not good. And the Bible talks about the fact that actually because God made us, he didn't make us to be controlled by him any good relationship we talked about relationships last week didn't we like any good relationship where somebody loves you they don't control you they don't make you do stuff it's the same with god god's not making us do anything if he loves us he doesn't control us so as a result he gave us the choice to choose what to love whether we loved ourselves first and what we wanted first or whether we chose to love god and loving other people and well it's no surprise isn't it that often we choose to not love god first we choose to um yeah love ourselves, our own interests um sometimes those are really like you know um selfish sometimes those cause people harm and it just creates this massive amount of mess in our world and the bible calls that sin um it seems like it may be an old-fashioned word but basically means um the stuff that's wrong and ultimately refers to all of us because i don't know about you shuri but I'm definitely not perfect and um, I have a lot of stuff that I still have to get through. Um, But the reason that God sent his son to the world is because God made us out of love. And as a result, he had a rescue plan for us. You know, it's like Josh. I've got a little boy called Josh and he's three and he is full on like just a cheeky monkey. And he knows that he does things wrong. Like yesterday in the kitchen, I, I mean, I literally had a shower for two seconds. It was a really quick shower. I mean, I was hardly even wet. And, um, came in to the kitchen and he'd got water at the tap he'd got up on a chair and he'd filled all his play-doh stuff with water and it dripped all over the kitchen like it literally looked like a bomb had hit my house <laughs> and he knew he'd be naughty just by the way he looks at me and you know so we had a conversation there was a consequence for that and he came and apologized and I know that sounds like a silly story but I guess some of my life feels like messy play-doh and I know the world is too and actually like that's still the mess still existed I still had to clean up Josh's mess right there was mess everywhere. Um, and it's the same with us that I can even say sorry for the stuff I do wrong. Um, we can try and make things right, but there's still a consequence to our mess. And actually, no matter what, the mess was created, it has to be dealt with. And it's the same with us in our world. The mess in our lives, the mess in your life has to be dealt with. And actually, it's not something that we can deal with ourselves because we're not God. And so that was God's response to it was to send his son um, his most loved possession for me because he loves me and that's why Jesus is on the cross um, so you know when we say yes to following God um, it's us understanding that um, we chose to believe him um, and that actually we can't be separated from his love not because of anything we've done but because of who God is mm. um, it's all about that trust that we were talking about before yeah and when Jesus goes to the cross, um, it says as punishment for our sins, you know, this, all the wrong in the world, um, everything um, that's gone wrong, we're putting our trust in that. And, you know, that's not a simple little decision. We're not saying, you know, oh, yeah, this is going to be a <laughs> an easy choice to make. But when we look at who Jesus was and is, what he did, and then we hear about what he's done on the cross for us, 
know, it's a matter of trust. Are we going to trust um, in, in what he's done for us and who he says he is? And guess what? There's millions of people around the world who have said, yes, I definitely trust in that. Yeah, I think trust is a really good word to use because I think sometimes it's hard to think that somehow God could deal with all that bad stuff. And what does that look like now? And actually Jesus on the cross actually took away the guilt over the world for all time, the past, present, and also the future. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess like a criminal record, right? I maybe rob a bank or I maybe commit a really bad crime. It's on a criminal record for me. I might go do time in jail, right? So I basically paid my penalty, but I still have a record. It says Bridget did this on this day and this has been the consequence. When we say yes to following Jesus, he wipes that record clean. He says, Bridget is no longer dot, 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 dot. Bridget is no longer somebody who's got so much mess in her life. Bridget is no longer a sinner. And the Bible talks about um, yeah, people who put their trust in Jesus as being called saints, which seems the opposite. Um, and it's not because I've done something great. It's because of entirely what Jesus did on the cross. So when he died on the cross for us, he took the guilt, the shame um, of what I guess we all carry of the mess in the world and the mess in our lives. And I think it's important to understand like on the cross, there's a reason why people crucified people. So they crucified people because um, it's, I guess, the criminal record thing. That was the punishment of Jesus' time for people who did stuff wrong. So that was why Jesus was crucified. It was the worst punishment. Um, and on the cross, he hadn't done anything wrong. He actually had lived a perfect life. So we go back to thinking about because he was human, he was limited like you and me are. But because he was God, he was able to live a perfect life. So the perfect person took the penalty for all the rest of us who were definitely not perfect. But because he was perfect, he could take it for us. And as a result, we can have this loving relationship with God. There's so much in there. Like we've only just started to unpack it, Shuri. <laughs> like if we were to start to think about how do we get practical with this? Mm. have you got any advice for me Cherie help me out here yeah well I mean the whole idea behind putting our trust and having our criminal record wiped clean as it were maybe you don't feel like a criminal but the idea is that we've all we've all done stuff we all contribute to you know the mess in the world and we all need you know we all need forgiven for it we all need to have God make it right and Jesus goes to the cross to take our punishment and then he rose again and proving that he had that power, proving that he was divine, that he was God and is God. And that transforms us. This whole process of trusting in Christ, of saying yes to what he did on the cross for our lives means we're transformed. So even if we have chosen to trust this and believe this, it sometimes it's easy to slip into old ways and, you know, to doing things the way we used to do them. It is a process of transformation, right? For some people, and I mean, I definitely have heard stories of people's who, people whose lives are turned around, you know, in an instant and, you know, things are completely different um, overnight. And that's really God's power in their lives. But for some of us too, it's, it's a process of transformation of God working Uh, in us. Because when we trust in God, we have a new identity. We become a new person. And we want to be that new person living a new way of life because we've been forgiven, because Christ has taken away and forgiven all the mess. So this, your challenge this week is first to think about all of this, because we know we've laid a bomb on you there with lots of information. Um, but we want you all to be thinking about that new identity that we are now 
um, we talked last week about children of God and we're children of God when we choose to trust in Jesus, right? Mm-hmm. God becomes truly our father when we say yes to him. Otherwise, we're like runaways, right? Otherwise, yeah. we've said no to the transformation. We've said no to the trust. We've said no to having our records wiped clean. But we want to say yes to these things. Bridget and I both are, you know, we've, we've both chosen to trust in Christ. And it's not always easy. The transformation isn't always obvious. <laughs> we both still make big mistakes. Yeah. Um, but we want to have transformed identities. We want to be Christ followers, becoming yeah. more and more like Jesus, becoming closer and closer to God all the time. So that's what we want you to think about this uh, for yourself this week as well. And that can be hard, right? You know, like it's easy to go, yes, God loves me. And he thinks great things about me. And then like tomorrow, someone says something horrible to me. I'm like, oh no, I'm this terrible person. It's like, who are you listening to? Are you listening to who Jesus says you are? That actually we're saints seated with him in heavenly places, for instance. Um, And so it's a choosing to trust in what we believe um, and not always necessarily how we feel. And that's about faith, which we're going to talk about later on. Um, but this week, we want to share here the faith who we feel really embodied following Jesus. And I'm sure who didn't always trust his feelings, but trusted what he believed instead. Um, this guy, we mentioned him a couple of weeks back in our previous podcast series. It's a guy called Bonhoeffer. Now, guys, if you don't know who Bonhoeffer is, like he is up there on my hall of like heroes of the faith. This guy was really, really, really amazing. Basically, he looked at the church in his time and was like, these guys say all the right stuff. They even maybe try and do all the right stuff, but actually it doesn't mean anything. It's not based on the right foundation of faith in Jesus. And so, do you know what he did? He spent his whole life helping other people have real faith. He talks about cheap grace, and there's this idea of that, like, oh, yeah, God's forgiven me, so I can just act how I like, and oh, God's going to forgive me. And he calls that cheap because it is, isn't it? He's like, no, if you genuinely believe that Jesus died for you, that Jesus loves you, and he's got a plan for your life, that has to look like something. Um, And not that we get right with God by doing all the right things, but because we're forgiven and loved. I then can walk out of that new identity. So do you know what? Bonhoeffer believed in this so much that he lived through the Second World War. And he lived in such a way that he he embodied it with everything he did. And actually, he really tried to be part of taking down the regime all around Hitler, where Hitler was killing innocent people. And because he believed in his faith so much and anything he has to say is really interesting to read. And do you know what? It cost him his life. Um, he he had a really hard life and it cost him his life. Um, I think he, he was captured and executed by the Nazi party. Yeah. And mm-hmm. he didn't get to marry his lovely wife. Um, and there's letters of his him to his wife. And they are all about Jesus. This guy was amazing. So you can tell I'm a big fan. Um, but he was an amazing guy who followed um, genuinely in what he believed. So guys, this week, when you are thinking about what it means to follow Jesus, it's about us trusting in our faith and what the Bible says about who we are and maybe not what the world says. Um, and that's not about trusting our feelings, but about trusting our faith. Um, so we get to hear how you guys get on next week. And also you, Sheree, and me. Mm-hmm. We've big stuff, big stuff. Guys, if you've enjoyed listening to this podcast, please share and um, let us know how you um, have found it, any questions you have. And join us next week because next week is all about... Why the Holy Spirit? Like, what is the point of the Holy Spirit? Why is that an important part of the Bible and what we believe in the foundations of our faith? So until next time, we hope you have a good week. Bye.
Bye. Bye.